तब कथामृत तप्तजीवनम कविदीड़ कलमशापहम श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदात भुवि गृहती जी भुरीदाजना द नेक्टर ऑफ द वर्ल्ड्स इज द लाइफ फॉर दोज हुर स्कॉर्स्ड बाय द वर्ल्ड द वर्ल्ड्स विच हैव बीन अटैच बाय द नोर्स ऑफ ट्रूथ व्हिच वाइप आउट सिंस द वेरी हियरिंग ऑफ व्हिच इज बेनिफिशियल व्हिच आर ब्यूटीफुल प्लीजिंग टू द इयर्स प्लीजिंग टू द हार्ट्स व्हिच आर इनएग्जॉस्टेबल दोज हु रिकाउंट देम ऑन द अर्थ आर द गिवर्स ऑफ प्लेंटी ओम शांति 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 We are studying spiritual talks by Shami Bishuddhananda, who was the eighth president of the Ramakrishna Order. He was the disciple of Holy Mother Sri Sharada Devi. I met him many times. He was born in 1883 and passed away in 1962. He was a great Swami and illumined soul. Every afternoon, he used to give a talk to the people. And uplifted them. He talked only about Sri Ramakrishna. holy mother scriptures about the spiritual life he could create a great atmosphere <coughs> sometimes we do not understand the value of the holy company i sometimes say learn how to meditate if it does not work repeat the mantra if it does not work read some holy books if it does not work do some karma yoga do something for the lord and if nothing works go to a holy person and talk to that person those people will share their experiences with you and they know the mystery of human mind how it fluctuates
our minds, all is fluctuating. Sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes depressed. And these people know how to lift the mind always in the higher plane of consciousness. <coughs> that is a mystery. They live in such a higher plane of consciousness. that if you come in contact with them, your mind also will go higher plane. I remember somebody who was testing Swami Brahmananda. And Brahmananda was seated and this man was thinking, let me see how much power he has. I shall think a very bad thought. <laughs> and he was trying, trying, trying. <laughs> Five minutes he tried to raise a bad thought in his mind. After five, seven minutes, Brahmananda smiled and said, Could you succeed? <laughs> Could you succeed to raise a bad thought? Understood that he is a really, a really holy man. They could create an atmosphere. And in that atmosphere, if you go, you will feel it. Ramakrishna Mission, Shilong, 30th March 1957. Swami started to speak about humility. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. <coughs> what is your obstacle? Why can we not be close to God? The obstacle is ego. Ego. Ego is the wall between the infinite and the finite. When the wall breaks, we become one with the infinite. This world, what you see, only two things. I and my. You remove I and my, there is no world. I am beautiful, I am learned, I am rich, I am educated, I am... All these <coughs> things, I, I, I. And my, my home, my family, my money, my... This I and my are the warp and woof of Maya. All these human beings you see, they are all trapped by this I and my. That is the reason Christ said, Thy will be done, not my will be done. How this I can be removed? You cannot completely remove I, ego. But you can spiritualize it. That Vedanta teaches. How can I spiritualize my ego? Some people, whether you have ego or not, how, shall we, how do you know? You will find that person has tremendous likes and dislikes. I hate you. I like you. 
tremendous likes and dislikes. And more of a sensitivity. If somebody says something, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, then that person has tremendous ego. All these family problems and fight, all these things, all clashes of ego that he was talking about. Even the monastery, we find monks are clashing. I think this is right, you think this is right. So clash. Ego. I remember that beautiful story of desert fathers, the early Christian mystics. Two monks used to live in a cell and they were telling, you know, we, we do not quarrel. Life become, has become very dull. Let us have a little fight. How shall we start fighting? The first monk said, I shall say, this is mine. And then you raise your voice, you say, that is mine. Then the fight will begin. So the first monk said, this is mine. The second monk said, if it is yours, take it. <laughs> if it is yours, take it. And fight stops instantly. Just see. <laughs> God seeks humility. That is the reason he is called Dino Dayal, Dino Taron, Dino Nath, Dino Bondu. He is the friend of the lowly. You see, in this respect, those who go to Makkah, all Muslims all over the world, they have the same dress. You may be the king, you may be a poor beggar. They want that we are all equal in the eyes of God. So he was talking about how to be humble. The humility is an ornament. You know, you will find in our day-to-day life the person who is very egotistic, oof, I cannot go near him, too much ego. Day and night are glorifying himself. And the person is humble, people become very flexible, that person succeeds. Swami Turiyananda used to give an example. Here is a cast iron rod and here is a steel iron rod. Cast iron rod, if you want to bend, it will break, it will never bend. But the steel rod, if you bend, it will bend, it will not break. So who is strong? The steel rod. That, in our character, in our life, we shall have to be like that. Flexible. This world, each person comes in this world with his own or her own samaskaras, karma. I think everybody should be like me. It will never happen. Each person must be in his own way and must grow. That is Vedantic way. Each person is different. 
I remember there is a story of a Chinese philosopher. He used to live in a cave. And entrance of that cave is a very a, like a like a crescent and there is a hole. So if you want to see him, you'll have to crawl. If you want to see that holy man, you'll have to crawl. You cannot go straight like this. Then somebody says, Oh Master, why did you do that? Well, that is the way my caste people, that whether they are humble or not. As you know, the Zen story, a philosopher came to a Zen master and asked some questions. The Zen master said, before I answer question, let us have tea. So he put a tea cup, tea cup in front of the philosopher and one cup for himself. And he took a kettle of tea and he was pouring in the cup. The tea was overflowing, flowing over the table, it went to the floor. The philosopher was telling, what are you doing? It is full and you are pouring, it is, over, it is falling outside. The, master, the Zen master said, that is my lesson to you. Your mind is full of ideas. I cannot put any new thoughts there. First empty yourself. Then can, I can put new lesson to you. Ideas, various ideas. Swami, <clears throat> one rich woman came to visit Holy Mother. Her husband was very sick. Came to have blessing from Holy Mother. Holy Mother said, my child, pray to the Master. Mother, I need your blessing. Holy Mother sent that woman to the shrine. Then, when she left, Holy Mother said, Look, this woman's husband dying. And she came with gorgeous dress with perfumes on. Is this way one should go to see a deity, to the shrine? <coughs> when you go to the temple, you must go with all humility. Not that I want to show my jewelry, my fancy clothes, with all humility. Swami said, sometimes it is a curse to be born in a very rich, affluent home. It is a curse. Why? Because your mind will be caught in that atmosphere, lavish, 
expensive things, enjoyment, all these things. You will be very rich. Then again he said, that to be born in a rich home is also a great test. You will be able to get a chance to test your renunciation. Then he talked about Buddha. You people think that I have renounced, I have renounced. What do you have? <laughs> you are all poor people. Real renunciation is the renunciation of Buddha. He was the only prince, only son of his father. Beautiful wife, son, whole kingdom. He left everything. Only Buddha's renunciation is praiseworthy. Please, we should do a lot of wealth. Very difficult. There are some people, they know, they do not touch it. I remember when we were in monastery, one of my friends, he was also a monk. He was coming from a very rich family. And his mother would bring sweets, fruits, clothes, everything for, his, for our son. She won't touch anything of his, of, her, of his mother. Everything he would give away to us, to the poor people. I was saying, your mother brought a piece of cloth for you? No. I renounced. True renunciation. Then Swami told a story. Once Narada went to Krishna and said, Lord, I found a wonderful devotee who chants your name and you serve people. Krishna says, I like to see the Jabuji. So Narada, let us go. They came in disguise. Then Narada, Krishna asked, well, this woman has only a, a pujo, he has only a cow, and with that milk, he served, she served Krishna and Krishna's you know, and Narada. Then Krishna said, oh, Narada, you know my nature, wherever I go, I leave a boon. I must give a boon to this woman. Well, what is the boon? Let his, her cow die soon. Narada did not say anything. Then they went to, found a very big palace. They went to that inside and asked the owner, we like to have some food here. That man scolded Narada and Krishna. <laughs> it is not a hotel, go somewhere else. So they came out from that house. Then Krishna said to Narada, Do you know my custom? Wherever I go, I give a boon. I must give a boon to this person. May you have more money, more home, more cars, more real estate. 
Akbar flooded him with all boons. Narada says, Lord, I don't understand you. That poor widow, you said, let her cow die. And here you are giving boon lavishly. Please, you do not understand me. If her cow dies, her whole mind will come on to me and I shall look after her. And that rich man, I gave more wealth and diverted his mind for more money, more investment and more. His mind will be scattered all over the place. He will never think of me. So I pushed him that way. I pushed him, giving wealth, I just pushed him out from me. Jesus also said, it is easy for a camel to pass in the eye of a needle, but it is extremely difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that. Then Swami, <clears throat> made a remark, you know, as too much wealth is obstacle, too much poverty also is an obstacle. Extreme poverty, hand-to-mouth condition, struggling for existence, survival, struggling for survival. It's very difficult at that time to think about God. If there is no food in the stomach, you cannot think about God. That Swami said. It is Sri Ramakrishna said, Khali peche dharma hayana. Religion is not possible for the empty stomach. Too much affluence is an obstacle, too much poverty is an obstacle. So, middle path. Middle path, middle class. At least, Sri Ramakrishna used to say, Mota bhat, mota kapo. Or matha gujbar jayega. These three things Sri Ramakrishna told the devotees. If you have these three, then no problem. Plain food, plain clothing, and a place to live. When I first came, you know, I remember many hippies would come, and I used to ask them, Hey, do you have American independence? They used to look at me. But I told them, do you know what is American independence? Four things. You must have a job, you must have an apartment, you must have a car, and you must have a telephone. This is American independence. If you have these four, then come and meditate with me. <laughs> that I used to tell in Hollywood. <laughs> First you need American independence. And a job, an apartment, a car, and a telephone. And then meditate with us. Look what Swami Sri Ramakrishna told Swamiji. Baba, mota bhat kapodhabe, dal bhat habe. You will get dal and bhat. 
Mm. Rice and lentil, this I can afford. Don't expect too good for much good food here. Sri Ramakrishna told Swamiji, Baba, dal bhat habe. Mota bhat, mota kapur. Plain food and plain clothing. Mota means thick. Mota bhat, mota kapur. That I can afford. And if you expect it, and I shall get this, and boy. <laughs> but I have seen some rich people in, Cal in Calcutta. I knew a man. He had three movie houses. Never married, bachelor. The profit of three movie houses will go to Ramakrishna Mission Hospital. And he, I used to see, a, you know, his chapel. And just plain, he has a car, but looks like that she's, he's just like a servant of that movie house. So plain clothing and amazing. In America also, I found one person in Hollywood. His name was Bob Jalch. He was the usher in Hollywood Temple. He has a printing press. Nearly 40, 50 people worked there. Secretary was the... I went to that um, press which is the name of the area anyhow, which is in Los Angeles. Do you know what? He gave the whole company to Sri Ramakrishna. And he used to take salary of his own company. And he used to leave in one part of that office. Plain, such a humble person. Her, well, my everything belongs to Sri Ramakrishna. My body belongs to Sri Ramakrishna. I am his servant. I serve, and the entire profit will go to Hallu Temple. Amazing person I saw in America. And I cannot tell you what I saw in him when she, he died. I remember it is July 1977. I went to see him. He had lung cancer. Lung cancer. All his whole nose, mouth, all full of tubes, tubes. Because I am a minister, I can go and see the patient at any time. So his nurse said, he cannot talk, Swami, but you can talk, he can listen. So I said, Bob, do you remember Sri Ramakrishna? He was nodding his head. Do you remember Holy Mother? Do you remember Swamiji? He was a great devotee of Swami Vivekananda. He nodded his head. I have never seen. That man was dying, but her, his mind was in God. I have never seen such person in my life, I tell you frankly. That I saw in America. What a person. Completely unselfish. Pure. 
dedicated. He was a disciple of Swami Prabhupada. Sri Ramakrishna said, water never accumulates on the top of the hill, it goes on the plain, on the bottom, on the valley, in the valley. Similarly, spirituality, if you are not humble, um, ego, big ego, you know, head up, head, make the head down. <laughs> He talked quite a bit that day about humility. And then he quoted, Ami mole ghuchi be janjal. All problems will be solved the day your eye will die. Then he told a story of, of a sweeper woman. You see, in India there are some outhouse, manual toilets, these, some <coughs> sweepers, you know, they carry all those things and they dump in the truck. They do not have the sewer system there, you know. So what happened, this sweeper, she had, Angchi, no? yes, Angchi. She had some gold rings. So she was telling the people, hey, get away from my place, get away from my place. <laughs> she is carrying all this nice soil and asking, hey, get away from my place. She wants to show her, you know, <laughs> rings. Then Sri Ramakrishna told another story. A poor woman, after saving a lot, many long time, made two bangles. And she used to show the people, nobody wanted to see her bangles. So one evening she set fire in her cottage. Agar the thirst hut, it was on fire. All villagers came to help her. She said, look, my everything is burnt, only I have these bangles. <laughs> my whole house is burnt. But look, see, I have only these two bangles. So there are some people, you know, they want to, they want to show. <laughs> this is called ego. <laughs> Then Swami, Swami explains, Sri Ramakrishna says there are two types of ego. Ripe ego, unripe ego. Ripe ego, I am a devotee of God. I am a child of God. I am a servant of God. I am Brahman. This is ripe ego. Unripe ego, I am Lord I am beautiful. I am Miss Universe. I am this. I am that. I have a PhD degree. This is unripe ego. This unripe ego binds the soul. The ripe ego releases the soul. I remember one of my students came to me and said, Swami, I have a little ego problem. I told him, really, you have ego? Said, yes, Swami. Then I asked, are you the Miss Universe? No. Do you have millions of dollars? No. Do you have PhD degree? No. Then what do you have? <laughs> People become proud if they have a lot of money, if they have a lot of beauty, 
if they have a lot of learning, then you can say, I am very proud. What do you have? That is true, Swami, but I still have you. <laughs> Ego. A real devotee never becomes egotistic. Then Swami talked about faith and chanting God's name. Have faith. Faith. Just recently I was translating the Girish Gosha's life into Bengali. That man, Sri Ramakrishna said, had 125% faith. I remember once I went to St. Louis University to give a lecture in the theology department. So I saw the students have big, big volumes of theology. So I asked one girl, could you tell me what is in that book? Tell in one sentence, I have no time to read your big book. She said, faith. Tell me, where does it come from? Faith, faith, faith. Faith comes from what? Faith comes from experience. Whether this person is good or bad, how do I know? I'll have to live with that person. Then I said, no, this person, I can trust him. That is the way faith comes. A husband and wife, they see each other, they, then they develop faith. Yes, I trust this woman, I trust this man. Faith comes from the experience. I, you do not know. That is the way we, the world functions, you know, faith. You do not have, you cannot establish faith in, on a person who is a stranger, you do not know. <coughs> Same thing, faith. <coughs> is very, very important. Then Swami told an incident which he heard from Swami Premananda, a disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. One day, Sri Ramakrishna was singing a song. Ami Durga, 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 Bole Jodima Mori, Akhere Shedine, Nataro Kamone, Dekha Jabe Go Shankari. If I die chanting the name of Durga, 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 the Divine Mother's name. Akhere Shedine, in the future, on that particular day when I shall die, if you do not give me liberation, I shall challenge you. Then what happened, Sri Ramakrishna was singing, sitting on his bed. All of a sudden, he put his own cloth and tied around the waist. The, did you see the, how wrestlers sometimes they tie on their waist and man, come on, let us fight. <laughs> you know, that is the way of it. 
But I saw Sri Ramakrishna came down from his bed and tied that cloth around his waist and, sh and singing this song. And this young man was watching his guru's behavior and action and what he was doing. But do you know what I felt? I felt Murtiman Bishwas, embodiment of faith. He has so much faith in the name of the Divine Mother that Mother will definitely give me liberation. That is said. I watched him. Then Swami talked about Sri Ramakrishna's spiritual disciplines. Nowhere in the religious history we found a person practice so many shadhanas, so many spiritual disciplines. He practiced Tantra. You see, there are three schools of Tantra, Ashokranta, Vishnukranta, Rathokranta. And each Kranta has 64 shadhanas. So Sri Ramakrishna practiced Vishnu Kranta, 64 sadhanas of the Vishnu Kranta, under Bhairavi Brahmani. Then he practiced Vaishnava sadhana, Vedanta sadhana, Islam, Christianity. Sri Ramakrishna's life, 12 years. You see, you and myself, perhaps in one sadhana, we can spend whole life. Sri Ramakrishna does not take that much, only three days, that's enough. He realized Brahman, that Nirgun Brahman, Vedanta Sadhana, within three days. And his, his Guru has spent 40 years. Guru needed 40 years, the disciple needs only three days. That we find in Sri Ramakrishna. What is called Shadana? If you read that Ramakrishna and his divine play, the second volume, Shadok Bhav, Sri Ramakrishna Shadana, you can you will be amazed. How is it possible? Sri Ramakrishna, only a good student can be a good teacher. Sri Ramakrishna was a wonderful student. Whatever Guru says, he follows hundred percent, not ninety-nine percent. And his concentration also 100%, not 99%. That is the reason he makes success very quickly. His mind does not go half-heartedly, half wholeheartedly. That is the reason our mind is full of purity, full of renunciation. And that pure mind is always one-pointed. Difference between man and man, do you know what is the difference? Difference of concentration. Concentration, that we learn from yoga. Concentration. Some people can do a lot of work in few hours and another people are 12 hours. When I heard some people say, oh, you are coming here, you will have to work long hours, 10 to 12 hours. I cannot believe that how a person can... I, I cannot have that kind of job, I tell you. 
ten, twelve hours like a slave. I left him in the office. I, I, if I be like you are my boss, you give me the job. If I can do twelve hours job in four, four hours, what is wrong? But do you know what happened? After I finished my college, I had a job, accountant. The five, six people are there in the department. So, the five or six pages I worked, and it took me you know, two hours. And then I wanted to work more, but my colleague said that if you work like this, we shall lose job. We'll be all fired. <laughs> Please throw down. I don't, it is very hard for me to, I want to finish the job. Oh, no, 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 we, we should not go so fast. That, we will all, all will lose job. <laughs> we want to take the project for a long time so that we will be employed here. <laughs> well, after five months, I was fired. <laughs> I left the job. <laughs> then got another job. <laughs> there also, but it's one year, two, three months I did that job. That is fun, just my brother was in school, so I was supporting him. Then I left that job and became monk. <laughs> so I still remember that, don't go too fast, we shall lose the job. Sri <laughs> <laughs> Ramakrishna Shaduna. <clears throat> Ostapash. The Swami discussed, human beings are tied with eight kinds of fetters. Eight fetters are shame, hatred, fear, pride of caste, hesitation, desire to conceal or secretiveness, good conduct, grief. These are the eight fetters human beings are tormented or tied by these. We saw Sri Ramakrishna like, like a child, five years old boy, no attachment, no secrecy. Buddha says three people, three kinds of people need secrecy. First, prostitute. Second, police. Third, thief. They need secrecy. Those who did, do the dark deeds, they need secrecy, darkness. Well, the police also, they need secrecy. Otherwise, you see, they, they, they <laughs> oh, they are all very secret. <laughs> then he quoted from Jesus that Jesus said, "Be like, be like a babe." if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he was talking about, there are some people who want name and fame. As I told you many times, the three desires are very, very powerful. Putrishana, Bhittrishana, Lokushana. It is in the Brihadaranaka Upanishad. You will find this, all these people running around. They have only three desires. 
desire for progeny, children, or pleasure, we may say, desire for wealth, money, and desire for name and fame. All desires will come in these three desires, under these three desires. So the Swami was talking about name and fame. Name and fame are very subtle desires. One of my friends used to say, the day I get good meditation, that day also I become very proud. Oh, I have good meditation today. Pride comes. Desires. He was telling, one day, one evening, I saw Sri Ramakrishna. Pacing back and forth, Swami Premananda said, I saw he was pacing back and forth in the room and he was spitting on his hand. <laughs> Why? Mother, I don't want. Mother, I don't want. Sri Ramakrishna was talking to the Divine Mother. Mother was lavishly giving name, fame. Mother, I don't want. I don't want. I spit on name and fame. But that day, I realized one should not hanker for name and fame. That is bondage. A great bondage. Sometimes learning is a bondage. Wealth is a bondage. <laughs> I remember in Hollywood one day I gave a lecture. In this world, take the position of a caretaker. Don't take the position of the ownership. Everything in this world belongs to God. Your home, your husband, your wife, your children, your family, your everything belongs to God. Just be the, be the witness and be the... <coughs> don't take the ownership. Be the... just caretaker. So after the lecture, one actor came. He used to live in a studio city, I still remember. Swami, I am practicing what you have said. Uncle, what are you practicing? Swami, my home belongs to Bank of America. <laughs> my car belongs to Bank of America. My body belongs to Blue Shield, Blue Cross. <laughs> Swami, I have nothing. <laughs> All mortgaged, you know, <laughs> in America. <laughs> I, just, I was laughing. Like <laughs> I told everything belongs to God, Swami. <laughs> I cannot claim any ownership, Swami. <laughs> Another big no, obstacle, Swami was explaining. Occult powers. Occult powers. One day Sri Ramakrishna <coughs> said to Swami Vivekananda, you know, eight kind of occult powers are bubbling inside me. Do you like to have them? Swami Vivekananda said, Sir, 
Will they help me to realize God? No. But it will help your work. You can show miracle. Sir, let me first realize God. I do not want those things now. Sri Ramakrishna was so happy, really happy, that here is my disciple is not tempted by occult powers. How to pray? Sri Ramakrishna, do you know what is Sri Ramakrishna's prayer? Ma, Dehishuk China, Ostra Shiddi China, Shoto Shiddi China, Tumar Padabad de Shuddha Bhuktiyao, Tumar Bhubun Mohini Maya Mukta Koruna. That is the prayer Sri Ramakrishna used to say. Mother, I do not want any kind of physical enjoyment. I do not want eight kind of occult powers, hundred kind of powers. Give me devotion at your feet and never delude me with your bewitching Maya. That's Sri Ramakrishna prayed every day. Shiddhai, this power ruins some spiritual aspirants. Sri Ramakrishna used to say, when people come, I see their mind, as you can see a thing inside the glass case. I can see that person's past, present, future, everything. But I don't tell them, they will be embarrassed. I know everything, omniscient. So, there was one famous playwright. His name was Kirut Prasad Vidyabhinod. He heard Sri Ramakrishna's name and went to see him in Dokshineshwar. But when he heard that Sri Ramakrishna can see others' mind, can so he did not go to Dakshinashar. He from Alambajar he returned. Later on he told he lamented and told Shami Brahmananda, Maharaj, I am so miserable, unfortunate that I easily I could see Sri Ramakrishna, but I am I was afraid that he may expose about me in front of everybody, I'll be very much embarrassed. That is the reason I did not go. Then Shaim Brahmananda said, that doesn't matter, you have seen me. You have seen Sri Ramakrishna. He did not say, seen me. No Maharaj, I did not see. So he was crying, bending his head down. Look, you have seen Sri Ramakrishna. So he raised his head and found Sri Ramakrishna was seated in front of him. Because Brahmananda was Sri Ramakrishna's spiritual son. And Brahmananda is my guru's guru. Great, great Swami.
sometimes people would come to Siramgujna for medicine. One day he found a luxury car was entering the temple garden. Seeing the car, Siramgujna ran and closed the door. And asked Chaim Brahman, his disciple, you tell them that I will not be available, I cannot see them. So Brahmananda stood near the steps. So those people came and said, what do you want? Well, one of my relatives is very sick. We have come here for medicine. I heard this holy man is very famous. Oh, he doesn't give medicine. You go to Panchavaji, there is a Durga of the Brahmachari. That Brahmachari gives medicine. So he diverted those people to that Brahmachari. And then he came to the room, Sri Ramakrishna said, from a distance I saw a thick cloud is coming toward me. <laughs> but if I would cure diseases, this Dakshinisha temple garden would be a hospital. <laughs> That's Sri Ramakrishna said. Spiritual experience is very, very important. One should practice morning and evening. You like it or don't like it, develop your sitting habit. See, Ramakrishna said, Herijajari farmer will always kill the ground. Whether there will be rain or drought, they do not care. So, a spiritual seeker must practice, practice, practice. You might have a good guru, you might have the grace of God, you might have the grace of your friends and devotees, but if you do not have the grace of your own self, you will not achieve anything. You will have to do something. And time is running out. As long as you have a mind to think, a body to function, achieve something. In young age, if you make money, you will not have to worry about in old age. You will not find any financial difficulties. Same thing. When you are strong, gain some spiritual experience. Color your mind with the spiritual color. It will give you peace and joy. Sometimes I say people, you know, holy company you cannot buy from the market. Peace and bliss cannot be available in the whole food store and the supermarket. That comes from within. Develop, practice spiritual discipline, have a routine life. Then you will see so much joy will come inside. Sometimes I see death around, around me. People are dying, one after another. I, some of my friends are dead. 
And sometimes I wonder that still I'm working. It is extremely, extremely important not to misuse any time. I lived some people in my life and I found how they achieve the fulfillment in their lives through discipline, hard work. Anyhow, I shared with you some of the findings of this great Swami, their con his conversation to the devotees. That is the way he used to uplift the minds of the devotees. And if you sit there, you will forget your home, your physical discomfort, everything you will forget. At least one hour, the world will disappear from your mind. I noticed it. I lived with these people. They will take the world from your mind at least for an hour. And those who practice spiritual disciplines, you know, the many hours they take from this world and live in a different world. That if you get the taste of that world, this world will be dull, insipid. Once you get taste of that spiritual life, this worldly life becomes dull. Others worldly life, worries and anxieties, these, that, disease, death, friends, these, that, of poverty. I see people around. Karma. All right, after this tonight, if you have any question, you can ask me. Don't feel any shy. Don't feel any shyness. <coughs>